produced by Life Acumen. Helping organizations build high-performance culture. It's what's happening right now inside everybody is they're going, who am I? And they're depressed, you know, a lot of people because they're trying to hold up an image in the world. And that's what depression is. You know, people go like, oh, Jim's been depressed and stuff. Well, yeah, I was depressed when I was trying to uh, be the Wizard of Oz instead of the sweaty guy behind the curtain. Uh, but now I know that Oz is a character, you know. Everybody walks around and they go like, why am I depressed? Well, it's because you're trying to be something for the world, you know. And as soon as you, you know, let that go, better things happen. That was Jim Carrey, the famous Hollywood actor who has now surrounded himself with a spiritual lifestyle, ensuring he stays true to himself and be happy in his own skin. Welcome to Life Acumen at Work. Here is your host, Vinod Wadwani. Hi. I'm Vinod Vadwani and this is Life Acumen at Work. Today's episode is on overcoming the imposture of trying to hold up an image in this world. This is the second episode in the multi-episode series on managing fears in the C-suite. In this episode, we will discuss on how one can program his or her internal compass to mitigate negative effects of imposter syndrome. can one do to alleviate the negative effects of imposter syndrome? Well, one of the important first steps is to recognize the feelings of imposture when they arise. Becoming aware about these feelings is an essential step to mitigate the negative effects of imposter syndrome. Hence, one has to track these thoughts, what they are, when do they emerge and what kind of actions or behaviors you manifest when gripped with feelings of imposture in an organizational context the feelings of imposture can emerge or can get triggered for example when you are assigned a new project or given a new role or any situation which punctures the status quo and pushes you out of your comfort zone the feelings these events may trigger could be anxiousness or restlessness or you may sense a dip in your confidence this could lead to actions or behavior such as procrastination micromanagement or perfectionism once you recognize these feelings and become conscious about some of the destructive behaviors you tend to indulge in when in the grip of negative imposture it is half the battle won towards mitigating it the other viewpoint to bring to the fore is that imposter syndrome is an omnipresent phenomenon according to a survey in 2014 by a consulting firm vantage hill partners being found incompetent is the number one fear of executives worldwide so if you're feeling like an imposter chances are that others in your situation 
feel the exact same way. And this can act as a reminder that you are not alone. Another powerful perspective is that occasionally feeling like a fraud can actually be a good thing for managers as it can ensure that they remain grounded and don't get too self-centered. people with imposter syndrome overcome intense performance pressure they build on themselves performance pressure to an extent is actually good however people with imposter syndrome tend to psych themselves up with intense performance pressure one of the ways to combat this is to focus more on what you're learning than how you're performing a performance mindset can aggravate feelings of inadequacy as the mistakes on the job can trigger your inner critic to point your underlying limitations however when you adopt a learning mindset you experience your limitations differently you see your mistakes as part of the learning process rather than as an evidence of your underlying failings the other thing we can do is to view ourselves as work in progress which helps in accepting the fact that it's normal not to know everything and that you will find out more as you progress by viewing ourselves as work in progress we multiply our capacity to learn and develop the ability to reframe failure as a learning opportunity and use the lessons learned from it constructively in future how can one program his or her internal compass to overcome imposter syndrome alan watts the famous writer and philosopher drew a nice analogy between clouds and human beings which is quite apt in the context of this question you have to regard yourself as a cloud in the flesh because you see clouds never make mistakes did you ever see a cloud that was misshapen did you ever see a badly designed wave <laughs> no they always do the right thing Now so as a matter of fact do we because we are natural beings just like clouds and waves only uh we we that we have complicated games which cause us to doubt ourselves but if you will treat yourself for a while as a cloud or wave and realize that you can't make a mistake whatever you do because even if you do something that seems to be totally disastrous it'll all come out in the wash somehow or other then through this capacity you will develop a kind of confidence and through confidence you will be able to trust your own intuition so how do we program our internal compass to overcome negative imposture to begin with there is our level of self effectiveness the confidence we have in our own capacity to confront the challenges ahead of us a belief that we all have our own unique strengths 
will make us trust our abilities more the other thing to program our internal compass is our openness to experience cultivating a learning mindset and viewing ourselves as lifelong students and as seekers as an executive coach i have found some simple techniques especially useful in helping my coaches to overcome imposter syndrome i request my coaches to ask themselves five what questions for example the questions could be what is the worst that could happen to them if they take a given action the other follow on question would be what will be the outcome if they did not act by identifying the consequences in this manner through series of what questions they are able to build immunity to their fears another technique i use is to remind them that as humans we are prone to negativity bias that is we attend more to negative than to positive outcomes by making them aware of the research around this i help them correct for the negativity bias reframing is another useful technique to overcome negativity bias where you try to reframe what may appear as negative situations in a more constructive way another technique i have found useful is to consciously and consistently practice small acts of stepping out of our comfort zone simple techniques to be used in our everyday lives such as say when in the elevator stand facing the people rather than facing the elevator door this can actually help strengthen the vulnerability muscle another important thing to overcome imposter syndrome is to condition our physical and mental health feelings of inadequacy fear anxiety are physically demanding and these physical effects compound the mental ones anyone wanting to overcome imposter syndrome needs to make sure that he or she goes into the challenge in a good physical shape during these phases therefore make sure you take the time to eat well exercise and sleep i also advise my coaches to try various relaxation techniques such as meditation or yoga which can be quite helpful to create clarity of mind required for overcoming negative imposter these techniques will not only help us to program our internal compass to overcome negative imposter but will also make us feel more alive people having imposter syndrome put on a mask of confidence though internally tend to have deep feelings of incompetence how to navigate this duality in most cases these high achieving executives actually are quite competent but because of their imposter syndrome they tend to have internal pangs of incompetence before we discuss how one can navigate this duality it is important to know that showcasing our competence and demonstrating confidence in our abilities is fundamental in an organizational context because in many cases our contributions are not readily seen and recognized by others 
One important reason this happens is that people are simply not great at assessing others' competence, a critical trait for succeeding at work. Hence, perceptions of competence are just as important for success as actual competence. The reason that other people are not great at assessing other person's competence is that it is often difficult to untangle actual drivers of performance, including how much luck and difficulty level played a role. Because of this, people tend to evaluate competence based on other factors, which means you have to do more than produce results to convince them of your expertise. One way to do this is by showcasing competence and demonstrating confidence in your abilities. Hence, people with imposter syndrome should overcome the guilt they may have about putting on a mask of competence. Research done on connection between projected confidence and perceptions of competence suggests that observers tend to perceive people projecting confidence as more competent than their modest contemporaries. The research also alluded that this happens to be the case even when their performance suggests otherwise. But why do people view confident others as more competent even when their performance suggests otherwise? One explanation is that we have a tendency to believe what we are told and to confirm our beliefs by selecting information that supports them. The term for this is confirmation bias. So, if you project confidence, others tend to believe you know what you are talking about and they will then filter any ambiguous information to fit their initial impression. Having said that, it's unwise to project fake confidence when you know you won't perform well. Hence, to address this duality of internal feelings of incompetence while wearing a mask of confidence from the outside is to first convince your own self about your competence. This conviction can only come through introspection and asking yourself, what am I good at? What has been my greatest success so far? Why should others be led by me? What core expertise I bring to the table that others don't? The inner critic can be quite hard in people with imposter syndrome. How can one suppress the inner critic? One of my coaches in his early 40s, I will call him JD, told me that the only way he has been trying to deal with his inner critic is by ignoring or suppressing it. Whether right or wrong, JD was having a sense of worthlessness and a feeling of inadequacy and the only way he was dealing with it was to suppress the feeling by saying to himself, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Well, it is important to recognize that the most commonly used strategy which my coachy JD was using, that is trying to ignore or suppress uh, his inner critic, simply doesn't work. In fact, suppressing unpleasant feelings and emotions leads them to rebound with increased intensity and frequency. Rather than suppress your emotions, acknowledge that they are real, whether justifiable or not. The ploy to dealing with your inner critic is not to ignore, avoid or suppress it, but to examine it. 
Examine it objectively and the emotions it raises. But don't allow yourself to be tormented by it. Recognize when and how it gets triggered. Once you understand the places your inner critic comes from, you'll be able to recognize when it's telling the truth and when to disregard what it says. To start with, understand that your inner critic can actually help you. Your inner critic has evolved to help you set and meet high expectations. If you're open to it, then you can learn from it. So the advice here is that treat your inner critic like your consultant. Ask it, how will you help me achieve success? You can learn from your inner critic, but be careful to not give it too much authority. Find and maintain the right distance. Keep it close enough to be useful, but not so close that it gets in your way. As soon as you hear your inner critic complaining, acknowledge the information. But always ask, is my inner critic helping me or hurting me? If what it's telling you saps your confidence, then ask it to step aside and continue on your way. There is no magic wand, no management theory which will make negative imposture go away. You will have to believe in your sense of inner courage, inner conviction, inner voice of your character. This is the part of your voice that is constant and consistent. It is grounded in fundamental principles about who you choose to be and what guides and motivates your interactions with others. Anchoring ourselves in the character we know we have keeps us grounded and happy in our own skin. My father was not only the funniest man in the room, but he was a fantastic saxophone player. And before I was born, he had an orchestra in Toronto. But, you know, in order to be something special, you had to leave Canada and come down to the States and prove yourself in the States. He was a little bit afraid of that transition. And, and also he had a family to take care of. So he became an accountant. And uh, as time wore on, it wore him down, you know, it wore him down and he got a little bit bitter, especially when he lost his job when he was 51. Uh, that really broke him. Not only was he compromising to raise a family, but when you compromise and you fail, it really hurts. It hurts even more than failing at what you love. I learned you that you can fail at what you don't love, so you might as well do what you love. There's, there's really no choice to be made. That was Jim Carrey during one of his reflective interviews. As I wind up this episode, I would like to remind listeners that you can tune into all episodes of Life Acumen at Work podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. On the topic, why high-achievement-oriented employees can be risky for organizations in the long run, listeners can look up for insights in Episode 8. Listeners interested in building up their resilience muscle can look up for insights in Episode 2 on 
Why Staunch Acceptance of Reality Helps in Facing Adversity Episode 4 on How Making Meaning of Adversity Helps Build Resilience and Episode 1 on What Makes Resilience Thank you for listening. Produced by Life Acumen. Helping organizations build high performance culture. <laughs>